Now I'm trying not to laugh because, <laughs> um, guys, welcome back to No Puns Allowed. I am Paige and live from Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Hold Adam on. Kramer. <laughs> God. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, no. I'm out of sorts. I'm going to start. I'm in a hotel room. I bought I bought the better Wi-Fi. I don't have a koozie. <laughs> the lighting, though, is I got like a glow. It's like if they were going to like dress up a corpse, they'd be like, here, make him look a little like like Glowy, this. We'll give him like tan. a fake tan. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not sickly ill tan. So but cheers. Uh, I'm going to try and conceal this. <laughs> oh, oh God, wow. Please watch the video. You, now, you know what I'm drinking. Um, yes. It, this is I went down. This was all they had. There was literally nothing but this can. It is not beer. I got to say, though. The first it's sip good, huh? was delightful. That was delightful. And I told you, I'm, when you re revealed it to me, I said, that's something that I would pick. Like, that's not like my last choice. Like, that's something I'd be like, no. oh, they have that? I'll have that. Um, no, this so has got good. a little kick to it. Um, so good to talk to you. Last time we talked, yes. um, Oklahoma was unbeaten. Yes. Now they are beaten. Uh, your thought. What a weird game. Yes. I liked Baylor. I bet Baylor on the money line. A little nice. peacocking to start. But I, wasn't that kind of inevitable, what we saw? Like, wasn't that supposed to kind of happen like that? Yeah, I feel like we knew that they were going to lose. It was just a matter of it wasn't going to be to Baylor first or to Oklahoma State. Like, I mean, it was one or the other. Um, and there was no – I think that's why the, the committee put them at eight for so long because they were like, that's – they're going to lose. Like, we know, we've seen what we needed to see, which is, by the way, if you're a TikTok person, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Adam has no idea what I'm talking about. No, no, I'm uh, old. They saw what they needed to see, and they were like, we're leaving them here because inevitably they're just going to drop down. Um, Wait, hold on a second. Are, am I like yes. the grandpa of the podcast? Is that like what's going on here? Like, just naturally weaving in and out of pop culture references that I can't. No I don't know. What, being on there? I, I don't know what you're talking about. There's um, like... <laughs> No, explain, explain it to me, okay. to, to grandpa. Um, <laughs> am I going to understand it? You're more like the dad of the podcast, I would say. That's a fair. That's fair. I wouldn't call you grandpa because you get some of the references. Some, and, yeah, some. I do feel <laughs> some it, This one is just, there's a, um, it, on TikTok, there's this thing called like sounds and you basically like mimic the sounds. And there's one of Justin Bieber saying, I've seen it. I've seen what I needed to see. Immediately, no. Immediately, no. I've seen what I needed to see. And, yeah, like, that's what the, the TikTok sound is. It's, like, a very, very popular one. So oh, that's just what I was referencing when I actually said they've seen what they needed to see, which I didn't mean to, but it just came up like that. Um, so but any person quick, who is on TikTok, they will know that. Why didn't you tell me this was 12.5% alcohol? I am guzzling this thing, <laughs> and it is, and it is going to end poorly for me. Like, I why? You just not realized this. Well, I'm also, like, remember you know, when you asked, remember when you were like, am I the grandpa of the pod? You're like, this is 12% alcohol. Like, have you not? Well, <laughs> no, it tastes like 12% alcohol, but I'm not used to that coming out of a can. I mean, I am because I usually look at that to see what the well, content is. Like like Orlando, be. travel, like this Florida. was like purchased eight You're gonna minutes go ago. Full, full Florida man on us. <laughs> I, there's no masks around here, which is actually quite uh, like feels kind of good, like but still a little bit jarring. So yeah. I'm going full Florida man. Sorry, Oklahoma, yes. Oklahoma. Um, what are your thoughts on Oklahoma? 
Yeah, that it was weird, but like that was the full catalog of weird. Spencer coming in back in, whether, yeah, that whether was Caleb Williams was hurt or just not playing well. I think it was a bit of both. Um, well, that, and of course, the crowd wanted Spencer because they started chanting, We want they need Spencer, to make up which their is damn just minds. hilarious. Yeah. I, I just think that so often in CFB, we like expect the team to be something they're not. Like that team was that. They just really had yep. not played anybody. And and I don't know if Baylor's even that good, quite honestly. Like, I, I think the really interesting takeaway from this, quite honestly, is everyone's like, oh, my God, the Big 12's out of it. No, Oklahoma State, State yeah. might be good. Like, if Oklahoma State was dressed up as Penn State, when you look at, like, their strength of schedule, strength of wins, metrics-wise, they look like a really good team where we struggle to rally around this team is it's Oklahoma state, like quite honestly, and the coach and everything else. Big 12 wise. We've always had this, even when Baylor was that team, like we've always, that's always been a thing in the playoff is like the big 12 is nowhere near respected. Even like the PAC 12 is more respected than the big 12 is in terms of playoff. Like the only reason Oklahoma is getting in is because they're undefeated Um, or they have a good loss, but yeah, this Oklahoma team done. I feel like it's a weird year because we've we've put Lincoln Riley very much on a pedestal for a while now, which rightfully yes. so. I mean, he did. Granted, he did um, inherit a great program, a great team, and it was like a the proper passing of the guard, really, in that yes. circumstance. We've seen situations where that's not the case, even when everything is set up perfectly, and that was one of the more seamless transitions in college football. And it just seems like they're a little out of sorts. They just can't seem to get it right. Like they're not still, terrible, but they're no, not good. still a good year. Still a good year. I mean, this is something I want to talk about in a little bit about kind of expectations because we got a lot of firings going on. And so yeah. I think fans are hungry to be Alabama, even when they are not. Yeah. And Oklahoma by all accounts has been a wonderful football program since he's taken over, even if they get blasted in the playoff, like that's fine. They make the but playoff. The, but, but expectations are changing. And I do want to hit on that because I think it's a really good point. But we have to talk about Texas. Holy, <laughs> holy shit. Congratulations, um, Kansas. Yeah, it's um, – I don't know what to say. Uh, it was riveting. De- Texas was a 30-and-a-half point favorite in this game. Uh, We're recording this on a Tuesday, by the way, pre-playoff rankings. We should throw that out there as a disclaimer. Yes. But it still feels very fresh. We're recording it a day earlier, so this loss still feels very fresh. I, I, when you're Steve Sarkeesian, like, the team has clearly quit on this year. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying they've quit on him, but they've quit on this year. Bijan is out for the season with an elbow injury. So you're wasting one of the best running backs that program has ever had, like, You've wasted a year with him. You'll get one more with him, we think. But it's hard to – I like the Sarkire page. I really did. But when you lose to goddamn Kansas again, again, and you've lost five in a row for the first time in like 60-plus years, you had a decent coach, we think, albeit one that like had a weird urine chart up hanging all over the walls. Um, it, <laughs> this is the risk of you do it. And I still think Sark can be good. I think it's unfair to just say it's not going to work out. And yet it's completely reasonable to look at this and say, good God, what is our program become? Because if I'm a Texas fan, I'm probably doing that this week. Yeah. So we had a conversation last week about the Bo Davis um, 
video that leaked and the the potential culture problem that is happening right now. And I hate using culture problem because it's such like a buzzy word. Yes. It's not necessarily a problem. It's just like they're still like not on the same page. Like I feel like there is a little bit still of where like, you know, the coaching staff has an idea of how they want to run this program and how they want to be. The players that are there are not really it's not that they're not buying in. They're just frustrated with the process and it takes some time. And I yes. think that's part of it. It's just like I'm I've said this over and over again. One of the biggest flaws in college football is not letting some people work it out and have coaches work it out. I think Texas, you're not going to get that time. So you really have to make the most of it. This is embarrassing and it needs to, and no offense to Kansas, that was an, a, a great win for great that moment. program. Unbelievable. Very moment. exciting. And we talked about that too with like Arizona. It's always good to see a program like that win, to see like a guy who is like literally not played on offense and like wins a game in overtime and they go for it. Like it's just, it was a wonderful um, compilation of all the things uh, you love to see about sports. Um, but I think for Texas, it's going to be a little bit of a like transition period. Like you have to like wait it out. Like Sark is the right guy. In my opinion, I just think they're going to need to wait it out and it's going to take more than just one season. And also like the other part of this is I think sometimes like when we look at this year, we forget that like last year was just like an absolute shit show. Like yes. it's hard to come off of that and get like in a groove and remind yourself of the consistency when normally Agreed. you're doing the same things the same way, but it's just, it's changed and things have changed on many different levels, whether it be NIL, all the things. So there's so much more now going on that I think it is going to take a bit. But I do think Sark's the right guy, and I do think I, he gets the time next year to do it. But next year is going to need to be a huge, huge improvement. Just to tie a bow on this, you had Pole Assassin with the monkey. You had Bo Davis. You lose for Kansas. I know Sark makes a shit ton of money. Shout out, dog cameo. Shout I know out my Sark dog may, barking at the mailman. Uh, he's upset too. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's upset for Texas you know, fans. Well, no, that's how they feel. Uh, <laughs> but I know that, like, he makes a ton of money. I would imagine the last three weeks have been horrific, like horrible. Like, okay, wait, I, that's I, a great I can't point. Imagine. Did you see the interview question that was going around I, Twitter? I couldn't watch it. It was it was so painfully awkward. I for actually those, watched it through yeah. my hands. For for those who have not seen it, there is a video of a reporter asking Sark in a press conference and not it took him a whole like minute and a half to ask a question. He's like, you know, I heard this and this was inspiring and this is this and nothing against his person. But like like you said, no, you just laid out all the things that have been. It's like it you terrible. just laid out all the things he's had to deal with. It's like, what in the world? This was the strangest question of all time. It was like, where? what was the question in this? It was like, how are you? It Basically, the question could have been, Sark, what are you doing to change this, to fix things week to week? What's going into it, if you can tell us? It literally was like, <laughs> so this is the motivational thing that I learned. And this is the quote. What do you think? How does that apply? I know there's been a lot going on, but what about this? I'm like, dude, I let thought, it go. I just we ask the question. Pumped. <laughs> I thought we were getting punked. I think Andy Staples, and I, I love Succession, said Greg from Succession, if we let him ask a question, which is wonderful tweet. If you watch Succession, you get it. But I feel for him, but we, we, we have to give him some time to at least bring in a recruiting class, which is a wonderful transition to a guy that has tried to bring in recruiting classes, and that's Dan Mullen. Now, this is the difference, Paige. This is the difference. Dan Mullen has had time. And has had success, too. 
Yep. When you look at it, but he has not had success with his players. He had success um, with the old Shark Riders players. Um, remember the shark tweet? Yeah, uh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. I got the okay. reference. <laughs> I, I got didn't that have pop to call culture it reference. I, th- there <laughs> you go. That, that's my reference, damn it, is <laughs> tweets from three and a half years ago. Um, so I think Mullen's toast. I, I, He's look, so – South Carolina and then you give up more points and a half than, and there, than you ever have to Samford. Like Samford. And, uh, not Stanford, Samford. Samford. And they were marching. It was art. <laughs> I mean, if you're a Florida fan, that is throw up on your couch level. I, I have literally like, so last week we literally talked about this. We're like, yeah, you know what? We'll give him another year. He'll be there next year. No big deal. No. The, how the, the, the tables have turned on this completely where like, what in the world you, how can you have this happen? And like the, I mean, I tweeted this, like he's been like, we'll worry about recruiting. When we need to be worried about recruiting. I'm like, you don't have to worry about recruiting at Florida at all. You're not going to have to get that chance ever again, because that was so embarrassing. I mean, just it's, absolutely it's, it's over. I, I'd be, I would be shocked at this point if they let him stay another year. Why do this? No, I don't, I don't think, look I don't at, think look they at do the money and we'll talk about it. Like Virginia Tech's handing out. Yes. Look what Washington just did. We'll talk about that. Look what other programs are doing, right or wrong, to say this is not working for us. You're going to let them hire your lame duck coach, basically, who can't hire a full staff. Um, it's not a great time to hire a coach right now, but I, I don't see how this works out. Positive. But if it's not, but if you're Florida, like we talked about this last week, if you're Florida, you're the second, not second tier, but there's like LSU, USC, and then like it's 1A and 1B. I think, yes, you could argue that um, Florida is better a better job than USC. I disagree because you get a free pass into the – if you get the right coach, you get a free pass into the playoffs. So. Um, but I, I tell, you, know, that's a good one. It's a, but the fact that we can have that conversation now when Florida was Alabama, like Florida was the team not terribly long ago, yeah. um, says a lot about where they are uh, yeah. to me. And I, it's, I just don't know how this – I just don't know how this ends well. I just, no. And at and, some point, you just do it to move it forward, too, because it's probably not productive for Dan Mullen either to have to deal no. with this crap for another year. It's it's not it, like we've we've gone over this and over this because it's like, OK, do you give them the time? Like you said, he's had time. And if it's inevitable, you might as well do it now. You might as well do what is inevitable. Like you do it now because you're also going to get like people that will take that job over other jobs. Um that may like take a different job and not be available to you afterwards. So you might as well just throw your hat in the ring for the the top guys that are going to be out there and being talked about. One thing I did want to ask you about, because I saw this on, it has to do with Florida. If they do fire Dan Mullen, I've seen not only one stoops, but two stoops thrown into that conversation Yeah. because technically Bob hasn't said he's not coaching ever again, but he's enjoying his TV job. He looks but, pretty happy. Yeah. But still, like, it's Florida. That That's a job. Ja- I mean, if he doesn't take a job this cycle, because I think USC, I think Florida would be great. I do think that Brother Stoops, mm-hmm. um, who has a pretty kick-ass contract, by the way, just had his deal, like, auto-renew for another season because they, they won enough games. So he's got a good situation at Kentucky, too, with minimal, not minimal expectations, but reasonable expectations. Um if Florida can land either of them, they'd be wonderful. 
quite I feel honestly. like if Florida, can you imagine if Florida and LSU got the Stoops brothers? Oh, Stoops on Stoops? Yeah. But, but, but like Bob also, and I then think there's if Mike. you look at, well, and there's Mike. Yeah, he's, yeah, don't, don't hire him. Bear, bear but down. If, but, but if you look at like, I think Bob Stoops could look at what Urban Meyer has done. He had a pretty cushioned job at, at Fox where he was good. Um, you know, all the other stuff aside, Urban was good at breaking down football games in the studio. But Bob's good at this, too. He's not as good as Urban is. Um, probably as a collegiate coach as well, but it, there's so much stress that comes with no. it. So I doubt he wants to do that. Did you lose my video? <laughs> okay, so regarding Stoopsies, getting back to the Stoopses, plural of Stoops, either would be great. Bob's got a cushion job. Don't do this. It's very stressful, even though the money is great. And yeah, I mean, Kentucky at this point, Paige, you could make like millions of dollars and win seven or eight games. And you're one of the greatest coaches ever in program history. Do you need to make a million more dollars and have to deal with this shit? Like, like it may not be worth it. By the way, I may be drunk already off of this three quarters of a can <laughs> of sorcery. This stuff is sorcery. <laughs> I'm just saying now, this is delicious, but it's also a problem. I I don't have two cans on me, and that's probably for the better. Yeah, um, next time two cans, but we you need to always bring two cans. But yeah, I agree. Yes. I think um, something that you and I sort of talked about offline is just how much money these guys are being paid to not coach yes. and things like that. So to your point, like it might be a nice cushy job at Kentucky and you keep it and you and you don't have to exceed any sort of expectation that's sort of unrealistic from SEC fans. Um, but in lots of situations now, buyouts are astronomical. And I mean, what are your thoughts on the fact that like there we've seen more money than usual being paid for people not to be at certain places? We've got Justin Fuente. We got Jimmy like, I mean, that that is a, a year, not even a year now. He had the incident on the sideline. It was seemed like it was really toxic there, but they're paying him a lot of money to go away. Justin Fuente, I believe, is getting eight and a half million dollars as part of his settlement. He could have gotten ten. If they waited, he would have gotten seven and a half. They sell on eight and a half million. So those specific jobs are interesting, and those are pretty fascinating jobs, Paige, because they are. Well, Virginia Tech at one point was a wonderful job. Now it's a really good job. I think Washington yeah. is a really good job, but doesn't all of this have to like? Is there just so much money in this shit? And the boosters will write these checks that it'll just keep going. I think I read that there was like close to $50 million in buyouts already that have been handed out this year. I think that was a Pete Damel thing, something along those lines. Does does this have a breaking point? Because to me, it's, it's, like, it's like an identity crisis for these pr- programs who think they should be better than they are. And they're just yeah. going to keep swinging. I'm a Jets fan. You know what this reminds me of? is the Jets searching for a goddamn quarterback, quarterback, right? (laughs) Like, it's just they're going to do it my entire life. And so, and Washington's had some success, and obviously Vatek as well, but you're just going to keep swinging, and every three years you're going to pay out an extra $10 Like, is that sustainable, I guess, is my question, and maybe it is. I mean, I think it is because there's just never not going to be money and never not, double negatives, going to be money in college football. Like, it's just, that's the nature of how the sport works. Um, I also like it's very strange because the Jimmy Lake thing is tough because he was like sort of like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of jobs where like people are like set up and know that they're going to take over 
you know, someone retires and it's set to, they've been there, they've, they've experienced it there. That's why it was like such a strange deal that this didn't work out specifically because it wasn't like they went out and tried to find their guy and brought the wrong guy in. It was their guy and it didn't work out. Um, I think there's a lot of other factors that come into it. It's not just the football part. It's the, the, you know, the field incident, all the other things. But again, like you, like he was there at a program that was, I mean, amazing. Like that, that there's a reason why um, Peterson was there for so long and like loved that job and did it the way that they did it. And it's just strange to me that like that didn't work out. Like, that's tough. And so I think now they get the option of picking somebody, and that is going to be an interesting decision to have to make because, again, like, they thought this was a seamless transition, and it wasn't. But I think there's always going to be money, and if they think there's someone better out there. that The problem is, is that college football programs and athletic directors think that their school is the best school in the whole world and that everybody Correct. wants to come coach there. Correct. And that they are entitled to – certain things in college football and it's just never going to be that way otherwise we wouldn't have losers like we would have everybody would like it'd be the like i just hope everyone has fun and we wouldn't have winners and losers of games like there's always going to be people on the losing side of things in college football it's just like how do you ride that wave as a program and not overspend but when you got boosters you got boosters so by the the way peterson peterson's phone's got to be busy his agent i'll bet she's fielding some calls that's who i oh my god just just saying usc's been trying to hire that dude for Damn near 20 years, it feels like. Um, Last thing, and this actually, we we wrote an article this week for the BR community piece. You and I come up with like, what the hell are we going to do? It's week 12. We're trying to come up with ideas. But but you're to the point now where it's like the biggest disappointment in college football. We've talked about teams that have fired coaches. We've talked about Texas. Well, I think it makes a case for the biggest disappointment in college football. So I wrote it uh, this weekend and the last couple of days. I think it's really interesting when you look back and and I'll tell you the two that stood out to me and you, you obviously know the teams that I pick, but I went when, when I, it depends how you qualify biggest disappointment. Indiana started the team ranked in the top, started the year ranked in the top 20 and have two wins, zero big 10 wins. Mm-hmm. The more I think about this, I think there's two instances, two cases to be made. Indiana, who's been dreadful. I mean, just lost 38 to three to Rutgers. Holy shit. Or Clemson. Clemson's lost to a couple of decent teams, but by Clemson standards, starting at number three in the AP poll, this is really friggin' bad. Like, and it doesn't look good. They're like number 98 in scoring offense. That's awful. So I'd ask you, who would be your biggest disappointment in college football this year? Is it one of, is it one of those two or are you going off the board? No, it's Clemson. And it's because of the... I hate to do this, but it's because of the like Alabama factor. Like people were ready to crown that program and anticipate us having Clemson, Alabama every year and have it be sustainable. And it's, it's not clearly. And it, it, it's not just, I mean, they underperformed last year. They got beat in the playoff. You know what I mean? So like, and we watched them lose in a national championship and like the end of that was ugly. So like, I think the Alabama to me is the biggest disappointment because it wasn't like they just had like high expectations for an average program. This is a program that succeeded. And even when LSU won, everyone's like, LSU is going to have a down year. They're going to have a down year. Clemson, no one's ever been like, oh, they're going to have a down year. Like they expected it to. Yes, I agree. Yeah, they expected them to just continue 
rolling. And like, that just did not happen. And even when there's, and I think again, like we're, you expect Clemson to figure it out. We've seen them fumble a bit here and there and figure it out over the years. This is a year where they just like did not figure it out at all. And it's weird to watch even Oklahoma, like Oklahoma and Clemson have both not been able to figure it out. And we've always seen them sort of adjust if they've had a tough time, Oklahoma more so than Clemson. But I think to me that that is the, the biggest disappointment of the year. And I feel like it's not, it's going to be the one of the bigger disappointments in college football. If I had to say, like, I don't know that they turn this around quickly. I think it's the most meaningful disappointment. Yes. Like North North Carolina, I didn't quite buy. I didn't buy Indiana. Yeah, I was going to say, because that, that was why I didn't pick any of those teams. Is because no, like those... That's like the off-season hype champions. Clemson, yeah. we talked about Clemson saying, if they lose to Georgia, when they run the table, will they make the playoff? Mm-hmm. That was the conversation. And it's just been bad. So I, I agree with you there. All right, let's get to games. Because we got to move it along. And this thing is delightful. I have to go get another one, one of these. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> why have you been – maybe you did mention this thing previously in a pot. Did you I've, drink this in a pot? No, but I've told you about something that they – similar to that that is made. This is going to be a, this is going to be an interesting night. It's going to be a good conversation. Yeah. All right. First up, we have Michigan yes. State. Okay. But also, this is not a – no gambling. Well, you didn't pick them in your no. picks. I did. No. But Michigan State, yes. All right, Ohio well, State. Okay, then I'll do the heavy lifting because you'll do the heavy lifting on the next one. Um, Cool. Ohio State should kick the shit out of Michigan State, right? So Ohio State at home, saw it against Purdue. I wish I would have lined up to bet Ohio State. That was was classic Ohio State. Now, Michigan State is, is spicy. Kenneth Walker we saw against Michigan. They bounced back, I think, pretty well last week. They've got a running game to maybe make Ohio State uncomfortable. This is in your picks, so you, you will tackle it here momentarily. I don't but necessarily I, want any any part of this line because Michigan State's pretty game. Like, they're yeah. a game team. I just think this screams problematic for them. Yeah. I do think Ohio State wins this game. I don't think it's going to oh, be. Teaser. Yeah, teaser. I do think they win the game, but by how many yes. points? Uh, but I, I, I'm excited for it. I think it's a cool sort of storyline when it comes to like Heisman because you have CJ Stroud who we talked about play against good teams. You have Kenneth Walker who like is basically in my opinion should be the favorite right now and um, can really if you I mean if you go out and play great against Ohio State they're going to be singing your praises for a while and even if he has a couple big plays I still think that that's the case. I think I think he has a big game. I think it's closer than most people think it's going to be and but I'm giving your hand already. Yeah, yes, but, I, but I but well, I got Ohio State winning. By the way, the Heisman, the CJ Stroud has now closed to plus two hundred. Bryce Young is plus one eighty, and Kenneth Walker is plus three hundred. Just to give you an idea of how that is Quickly going. That I mean, that, yeah, I mean, this game. I think the winner of this game is going to be the favorite for the Heisman, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. And then, frankly, if Bryce Young wins out and beats Georgia, he's going to win. Like, the, like that's how yeah. this is going to go. That's how right? this goes. That's how this goes. Um, now, Oregon, Utah, which I am super pumped for. I have in my locks. So I I, I hit it off me. to our resident Pac-12 expert to deliver <laughs> some commentary. Oh, God. Do I want that um, title? Um, so Utah and Arizona played last week, and um, it was a close game. Yeah, so it was. It, it was. was a close game. It was a very close game. I think the spread was like 44 points. So boom. Um, 
Gotcha, bitch. Um, but they, they played well. No, and they, they've actually played better. But yes. I was looking at this today for locks. Like Arizona has been way more competitive, albeit yes. at home in a lot of instances, but playing so, way, way better than people thought. Yeah. So I'm going to say that I don't think Oregon gets upset, but I mean, I would love for that to happen because then we don't have to talk about them in the playoff. But I, I don't think that Utah is going to be the, the team to take them down. And I think you have a difference of opinion there. I'm just going to leave it here okay. for a little bit. All Alabama, right. Arkansas. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to do with this game either. This this Alabama, this is like such I feel like I've seen this game a million times where Alabama is a almost a three touchdown f- uh, favorite over. Now they are a three touchdown favorite. Just looking 21, 21 and a half, 20. It's kind of all over the place over Arkansas. I really like how Arkansas plays. I really like Sam Pittman. Uh, I've been impressed with them. I think they'll have more success against Alabama's defense than they did against Georgia's. I certainly hope they will. But it's at home. Uh, look, with the injury to Bo Nix, like Alabama's season is setting up really strong. Uh, no. I I don't I don't have a great vibe for this. Other I, my commentary, which is very lazy, would probably be what I said for Ohio State, Mich- uh, Michigan State is this: Alabama should win this game comfortably enough. Probably mm-hmm. not going to be a blowout, but they could cover. Bryce Young. Um, this is another huge Heisman game. Will Anderson, Bryce Young, like either one of those two with a big performance, I think can get a leg up in this conversation here as well. Yeah, I think um, Alabama is just going to beat the crap out of them. I think we have really high. Ooh. We want Arkansas because I think with our hearts, we all want Arkansas to be competitive always. I just don't think that this is the game for it. Um I think that Alabama will win by a lot. So if you're betting, I don't even know what the line is on it. Yeah, but. you always think Alabama's going to win by a lot, though, kind of. No, mm. I mean, <laughs> that's true. But a, but a lot, a lot. Well, I can't argue it. I, I don't have it in my locks. I, the I, one that game that I thought was going to be close was out. not. No, that, that LSU game has me a little freaked out. By Alabama. I'm really it's a huge game for Alabama. Not necessarily like obviously if they win it, uh they play Georgia, right? And we have a point spread on that game from circa Georgia will, minus three versus Alabama. Just, I will just say I don't alert. think they beat Georgia. I'm not confident in that. And Get I was more no. confident. That that to me, like, okay, we're talking about Arkansas here. I'm that's why I'm like, they're still gonna win, they're gonna win by a lot of points. I don't think I think they win by at least two touchdowns. I don't think that they're going to – I don't know that the the Georgia game will be as close as we think because that offensive line is just going to get eaten alive. And also the one thing that we haven't seen Alabama correct is – I don't disagree with any of this. The, penal, the, the penalties and the, the just like not being sharp, like that's going to cost you against a Georgia team. You cannot have I, that be the case. The discipline I, is bad. I just want to see that game, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah, let get, me fast. I, let I, me I'm, I'm loving this week. <clears throat> but I want that game. All right, last one. Cool. Cincinnati SMU. I have it as a lock. You have it as a lock. Should we just dive right into locks? Uh, we should dive right into locks. Please, okay. please reveal what you're drinking. Okay. The sorcery this in a is can. A, this is a cut water uh, tequila margarita. It's lime. It's 12.5%. Now, I don't have a cup of ice. I'm just in Orlando, just doing my thing. Pretty nice hotel room, my dad. <laughs> Um, I haven't like completely shit it up yet, but that's coming next. Um, this tasted <laughs> like a margarita in a can, like a good, my, this is one of the most positive reviews we've had to date. Cut water, 
you need to sponsor this podcast yeah. and send us tequila margaritas. This is I, I am floored by this drinking experience. And I, I wish I had a cup with ice and a little salt because it would be a really good margarita. Yeah, it's delicious. And I also think that so I had ranch water is what I made on there, which is a different company yes. that makes stuff in a can. But I that is like not too sweet. And it kind of reminds me of ranch water in a little bit because it's more like bubbly and limey than it is um, like margarita, -y, if that makes sense. But it's good. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. All right. And Cincinnati 12% SMU, in a can. Let's go. Twelve and a half percent. It's going to be a good night. Um, <laughs> so we're going our separate ways. Let's just not bury the lead. I like Cincinnati. You like SMU. The line is uh, 12-ish, I believe. They're 11 and a half, 12. This one's kind of moving around a little bit. So, and actually, look, it looks like it's down to 10 and a half. So there's been some SMU action, clearly. Yes. Um, I, wrote, I wrote my locks this morning on the plane. And I did mine this afternoon. That, so mine and it went from 12 to 11 and a half, and it's coming down. Because it's a big change. Yeah, if go you for look it. at Cincinnati, like they have they they start to blow people out and then they let people come back. So that's my concern. Is like I don't think Cincinnati's gonna lose this game. I just think they might let SMU come back. And SMU's fun. I'm gonna play a fun angle in this game. I, I SMU is fun. I think they're less fun on the road. So I'm going this my my picks this week are very venue centric. But also, like, I wonder if Cincinnati has truly given a shit after Notre Dame. Like I, they I'm, needed and that, to though. Like we've talked about this. Like they need to win. Yeah, they need you to don't not, need to. Like, you need if, to kick if, people's ass. Yeah, you do. If you're not when, top. when Oregon loses, I don't think they need to kick people's ass. And I'm. I think where they seven. started, they needed to win by a lot, and they didn't. The two games after the first rankings, and so that was cause for concern for me. I just I believe in this team, and I think if they're going to put it together, they're going to put it together here. But I don't necessarily love this line movement. I get on a plane. And all of a sudden, people clearly <laughs> that know what the hell they're doing are not going in the direction that I like. And yet the point are a little bit better. So I can't I'm going into this a little sheepishly. I don't usually do that with locks. I, I come at it, you know, with some conviction. I can't say I feel great about that, but I'm still going to do it. You have SMU. I have SMU. Uh, I have Cincinnati. What do we we should we have to do some sort of pod bet here, right? On this. We yeah. have the Malort bet. You no, want to do yeah. a bet? No. How about, not a how about No, God no. <laughs> um, the loser has to send the other a six pack of delicious cut water tequila margarita. Yes, that sounds perfect. I love that. All right. Okay, good. Um, Done. <laughs> I'll, I'll go next. Uh, Utah. I really like Utah against Oregon. Um, you know, lost. Minus Oregon three. covered. Minus three. Thank you. Oregon covered against Washington State. But that was not a great game from Oregon. They were up 14 nothing. Washington State came back. Washington State might actually be kind of good. And they needed like a really late surge to get a bad beat. Utah at home is just a different monster. We saw it against Arizona State. We saw it against UCLA. I do think this is the team. I think it's the right venue. I just <laughs> Utah at home is like this. And it's not just this year. They've done it over time. I really like this. I think Oregon's been playing with a little bit of fire. Utah, Utah crushes them. At that point, by the yeah. way, Pac-12, like Dunzo. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. Okay. Well, and I look, I, I didn't bet this game because I was like, I'm too emotionally invested in the fact that I would love for Oregon to lose. But when I want them to lose, they don't. So I just can't bet on this game. So that is why I stayed away from it completely. But yeah, I think that's I, I mean, I could see it happening. It sets up perfectly for the perfect upset. But I I also know that this is still an Oregon team that did beat Ohio State. I know it was weeks ago, but 
which I still hate, but I, I know. like they're still good. And if this Ish. happens, Cincinnati is still Cincinnati's in great shape at that point. Quite yeah, honestly, everybody that needed to lose, they the, their biggest concerns was Oregon and then Oklahoma, and those two teams have lost, so they're going to be fine because the Big Ten has to shit on itself and the SEC. Yes. Same Which sort of thing. Do. They're two juggernauts, and that's only two spots. And we're used to saying that anyway. So I'll give not you, crazy. I'll, I'll give you my my last ones. I'll end with the one that I know we're different on, and then you by all means jump in. Um, Kansas State plus one versus Baylor. I love this point spread as a contrarian better. K State totally flying under the radar. Hangover game for Baylor. Tough place to play. Again, I'm like venue crazy this week. I really, really like K-State in this spot because I think everybody's going to love Baylor. And then I like Libertyville. Liberty. I was going to say Libertyville. That's where I went. Li- Liberty <laughs> minus four versus Louisiana. <laughs> it's been a weird-ass year for Liberty. <laughs> um, How's that cut water? <laughs> I was just putting it in the camera. Libertyville. I, I promise. Libertyville. That's like my rival in high school, if you're wondering how the cut water uh, One cut water. So – Liberty lost as a 33-point favorite to Louisiana Monroe. How can I screw up Liberty's name but then recite exact point <laughs> spreads from two months ago? That's like the, like, that's like the, the quintessential like college football thing because we all can remember – like college football hell? media remembers the random facts. We can't remember people's names and things no. there's just so many of them. It's not like a league where there's 30 or 32. There's like hundreds and hundreds of teams, so it's hard to pay attention. But yeah, that Libertyville <sighs> – um, tough. Damn you, cut water. There's the name <laughs> for the pod. So I like Liberty, though. I think Louisiana, look, they've won nine in a row. They lost to Texas in week one. That doesn't look particularly great now, but it was it was a good loss at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think Malik Wallace has had a weird year. Like, everybody's waiting for somebody to step up and be QB1. Yeah. He was not great against Ole Miss, but they were pretty good against Ole Miss, all things considered. When you look at the A&M game now, coming off a bye, it might be one of my favorite plays of the week. I really like Liberty this week. And then the one I know we're going to go toe-to-toe on here is Washington State. I don't mean to do this on purpose. Minus 14 versus Arizona. Arizona fought like hell. I, think, I just think Washington yeah. State with their interim coach who's coaching for a job. They're coaching for bowl eligibility. Like They're, they're playing for a lot of things here. I think Wazoo is actually pretty good. So I know you feel differently there. Yeah, I'm going to take Arizona plus 14, which is a stupid, stupid decision, and I'm doing it with my heart. But I do have to – so those are your locks. I yes. have to say we – so we had a discussion on this podcast. We're like, we should probably put our locks on a graphic and yes. put it out there. And this week was the – last week was the first week that we did that. And I honestly think it jinxed me because I had the worst week of all time. Like, yes. I have never had a – like, I've had some rough outings – this was like embarrassingly bad. And I need I needed to check myself. I needed it to humble me and be like, okay, stop trying to get so outside of the box. Focus on what you know. Okay. Don't try and take so many goddamn overs because they just don't hit. Yes. Like the SEC overs hit, but like the Big 12 didn't. Like, seriously, what in the world? It's a weird Why? year. It's just a weird year. So um I am taking Michigan State minus 19. So Wait, plus 19. Wait, Michigan State plus 19? Yes, plus Obviously. 19. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gotcha. Plus 19. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah. Plus okay. 19. I was like, that's bold. You're I don't like, know that what would be weird. you could get on that, but I yeah, like it. Right? Um, yeah, so I'm taking Michigan State to, to cover, but I don't I don't think that they beat Ohio State. That's my Fair. that's my my take on that. I know we alluded to it. 
I'm taking Purdue minus 12 versus Northwestern. They play at Wrigley I Field. Like it. And Purdue, you know, tough. Thought they were going to be a slayer again. Not so much. That no. was take. I by the way, I love that you called them the Dragon Slayer, not on this podcast, but in a Bleacher Report video. And I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard because it's very accurate. But they, they um, were until they got slayed. Until they got, got slayed, slayed back. and they yes. did. Um, and so yeah, I'm taking Purdue minus twelve versus Northwestern because no, buddy, Northwestern is bad. Um, and then I am taking SMU. I'll go minus 12 versus Cincy. We'll start. We'll set our line at 12. Um, or SMU plus 12 versus Cincinnati. For, for the old canned margarita. Yes. For the old canned margarita. And then I'm going to take Florida minus eight and a half versus Missouri. Because honestly, you have to recover in a big, you have to blow somebody out after you let someone just slaughter you Samford like I think they recover and I'm fine with the eight and a half points if it was over eight and a half if it was like 10 I probably wouldn't take it but I think eight and a half we're safe you know this damn game has been just staring me down like the last couple of days I want to bet this mm-hmm. I absolutely want to join I'm going to join you now this is pod camaraderie we're going to do I'm just scared Paige. I'm scared I'm scared of Dan Mullen just you know, shitting his pants again on national television. But if they can't do this, like you have to fire him Sunday. immediately. Oh my God. I mean, I was just going to say, we yes. that know that you're going to me maybe have to write on Sunday because that oh is going God. to happen. Um, landing spots. I like it though. I'm in. No, yes. I'm in. And, and then you're on Arizona and I'm on Arizona. So also we will have a graphic with these. Yes. Um, this week and hopefully I reverse the curse of the graphic because oh my gosh was last week so bad um, but our lovely you know producer, producer I, Matt will also I do can I give a shout out really quickly to producer Matt because yes he um, went to the Niners game yesterday the Monday Night Football game oh boy and he said to me he was like Paige the last time I was here we won I think it was like an NFC championship game like good luck good luck guy all right that's our guy i want him to go to every 49ers game now i just want to give him a shout out i appreciate the performance he he, it was a great performance i'm very happy so now he has to attend all 49ers games so if the 49ers would like to give him free tickets for good juju please let me know and we will make sure he gets them and goes by the way you're you're you know i want 49ers tickets too we're trying to get a six pack of cut water let's keep the eye on the prize here (laughs) matt love you buddy but, but like focus on first things it. first, man. Okay, we'll send some out to you. Um, okay, so we're gonna tie a bow on this. Next week, um, I'll be back. Oh wait, we got Thanksgiving. We, we have to. Are we doing an early pod? We haven't talked oh. about this. We can work it out on air. So we got to do an early pod next week, right? Yeah. And I have some Thanksgiving tips that I need to share with the universe. So let's record so, on Tuesday next week, and done. after the maybe after the college football playoff next week. We'll make yes, it work. In. Okay. In. We'll do that. And then, um, cause this week we didn't record until we don't know the playoffs for this week. No, um, hopefully sure nothing crazy bad. happens, but, I'm um, sure Kramer bad. and I are both traveling this week. Yes. Um, so very exciting stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think we should do early and we should do tips for certain Thanksgiving things, even though well, I I've got, turkey. I've got thoughts on Turkey. Oh my, I, I'm not even going to do it right now. I've got thoughts on what alcohol to consume and same. When. I've got blackout Wednesday thoughts. Um, I've got lots of thoughts. I gotta, I gotta get these things out. All right. So you, we, you have to travel. I have to wine and dine. Um, rate, subscribe, yes. spam, please. Um, Tell your friends. Hot water. 
at me. Okay. Cutwater. You me should know. cut water. You need to add them on Twitter now. Cutwater drunk is going to be the name of this um, of this pod in some capacity. It only took one cutwater. Yeah, one gal. That, that is very sad. Start reciting my hometown's rival in picks and pints. That's really good content. Okay, for Paige, I'm Adam. We'll talk to you guys soon.